you found the taxi stand hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Yes, indeed it is. Uh, Hey, good morning, everybody, and thank you for checking in. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and the Radio TFI Streaming Network. For this uh, Sunday, we always do it on Sunday these days. It is uh, March 28th of 2021. And uh, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Now, if you are watching the stream here uh, uh, live, you'll see that I don't have anybody uh, to my right. That is because... Uh, Mr. Ed Van Ness is taking the taking the day off. Although I don't think he's gonna he, I, in a two-hour show. I don't think he's going to uh, uh, completely drop out of the picture. But that'll uh, remain to be seen. Uh, in the meantime, I am uh, I am going to bring in a friend of mine, a longtime friend of mine, and somebody who has. Uh, uh, called into the show on a couple of occasions, and uh, and we're going to shoot the breeze with him here for the next uh, two hours or until he gets tired of me. It is uh, from Wichita <laughs> Falls, Texas, Mr. Bill Fancher. Good morning, hey. sir. Hey. Hey. All right. Hi, well, hey, everybody. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for filling in here for me, uh, uh, Bill. We and. Yeah. Uh, and if I call you Ed at some point in time, don't get too mad at me because you know, age does happen. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Senior so, moment. It, well, exactly, and I and and you can honestly say that because you actually have a couple couple years on me, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Look. <laughs> you've you've yeah, reached. We'll, just say, we'll say a couple and leave it at that. Yeah, that's it. We don't have to go into exact numbers. <laughs> nobody, nobody, uh, nobody says we have to do something like that. So uh, we got a few things on the uh, agenda here. Um, we're going to be uh, uh, a lot of stuff in the news over the last uh, uh, over the last uh, week or so here, and uh, <laughs> we'll throw in some audio, video, and we'll, we're gonna we'll have as much fun here with this as as we uh, possibly can. The uh, the phone line, for um, obvious reasons, the phone line is not available here to us uh, today. Uh, we're going to be uh, 
We're actually going to be uh, using a lot of uh, the the different chat features. You can shoot us a tweet here, or just shoot us, but you can shoot us a tweet here at Taxi yeah, Stand Hour. Yeah, well, <laughs> Wichita Falls, don't Texas, everybody. <laughs> uh, and Shaletta, our friend Shaletta Brundage, uh, chimes in and said, "Just make it made it in time." I hope you hang around here because there's. Uh, we're going to actually have a a couple of topics here of of interest. I think at least there to you. Uh, we, I, I do want to start out here because this is the taxi stand hour, and every uh, Ed in Ed's honor. I don't think he figured I'd do this, but I don't have that obnoxious background music that he uses for this. But I am going to. <laughs> I am at least going to give us the uh, stock updates here for both Uber and Lyft, just if nothing else in his honor. So Uber finished the uh, week at uh, uh, 54.71. They're up uh, $4.44. Uh, while Lyft took a little bit of a dump here over the last uh, week, uh, finishing the week at 64.51, that's down Uh to uh, see, that's down by uh, two dollars and thirty nine cents. Uh, I found it kind of fun, uh, funny here. I found a um, found a, a tweet here that explains a lot as far as the um, the rideshare business, and this is specifically in Las Vegas. Now, Las Vegas, like a lot of other uh, communities is starting to come back a little bit from the uh, uh, from the uh, coronavirus and we're I, I came up with this because there are uh, there's uh, news out there that it's actually a little hard to get uh, an uber or a Lyft these days so um, check out uh, a couple of the reasons it has been interesting tonight. We have the Lyft app open. We've been watching it for the last few minutes. At one point, there were no drivers. Then it was a 26-minute wait. Now it is a 20-minute wait to get to the airport. But we have heard about waits up to two hours long, especially at the airport within the past couple of weeks. There's been spring break, the NCAA tournament, and casinos expanding to 50% capacity. I see the demand over the last two weeks pick up greatly big time i got a ride now local uber drivers like jim hoyt say they have been extremely busy oh it's great for me right now um i think as the casinos opened up to 50 percent and the hotels and everything that bumped everything up you know people are escaping all these lockdowns and everything he says as more people go out he makes more money if you have a van that can hold the people you can do the xl rides that's all i do now He's glad to be behind the wheel, but knows not everyone is making that choice. Uh, some drivers didn't come back to work or they're too afraid to go back to work. Um, me, I live my life like I always have. There was a huge cut in business. A lot of passengers weren't here. Everything was pretty much closed down and I would sit around for hours. And I will Misdom drove for both Uber and Lyft thousands of rides over four years. Well, I was working every single day. He called it quits near the beginning of the pandemic. They weren't enforcing the mask mandate at the time either. So passengers were getting in the car during COVID with, without having to use mask. 
And if you tell them to use masks, they will rate you bad or have an attitude with you. He says as demand is now increasing, the ride sharing services are hailing him. And they keep sending me stuff incentives trying to get me back on the road. But just like a lot of other drivers, we don't want to do it because it's not worth it. And they've been cutting rates on top of that. He says that is the biggest reason not to return. With rising gas prices and business fees, he would make less money today for the same amount of work. Raise the pay up to, at least to where it was before COVID hit instead of dropping it. I mean, it's, that's really all we care about. Let's be honest, we don't, we care about the money. And we've heard from spokespeople from both Lyft and Uber. Lyft saying this is the busiest that they have been since the onset of the pandemic. Uber said this, quote, surge pricing inadvertently impacts drivers' earnings and rider reliability. Of course, there has been a pause on surge pricing in the state of Nevada during the pandemic. Meanwhile, Lyft says we are working diligently to adjust the current landscape and are investing to increase the number of drivers. Of course, we'll continue to follow this for you. For now, we are live in Henderson. Kim Passoff, Fox 5 News, local, Las Vegas. Henderson, by the way, for those who don't know, is a, uh, I guess you could call it a suburb of Las Vegas. Uh, it's a little different layout uh, there than it is in uh, other uh, parts of the uh, country, if you will. Uh, that uh, second driver that was being interviewed uh, brought up a key point. It is um, not only did Uber do kind of a bait and switch with uh, its passengers, it also did quite a bit of a bait and switch with uh, their drivers. When when uh, Uber and Lyft first opened up, they were actually paying their drivers a, a fairly decent wage. They were giving them a percentage of their earnings, which was actually not bad. Now, granted, uh, the earnings weren't all that, uh, I mean, it, it was dirt cheap at first to take an Uber or a Lyft. Well, now it's, it's gotten, it's, it's gotten to the point now where it isn't that much cheaper to take an Uber or a Lyft. And yet the drivers are seeing less of that money. So it has been a big scam that, um, quite frankly, that the drivers are starting to get wise to it. They're starting to say, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth it anymore. The wear and tear on the cars, uh, gas prices, like they mentioned, as high as gas prices are well, here in Minnesota right now, we're paying, I don't know, anywhere between two fifty and two seventy a gallon. You know, out there in uh, in Vegas, I'll guarantee you they're well up over three dollars per gallon. So, yeah, it it. <clears throat> The old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be, and, and drivers are starting to uh, starting to get uh, wise to it. That's that's for sure. So, so now, Bill, you've never you've never ridden in one of those. Uh, you, you don't take taxis, let alone take an Uber or a Lyft. No, I'm still riding horses down here. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <sighs> oh. No, I, I, I've tried to stay away. I had a, a buddy down here a few years back that was an Uber driver. And, you know, I used to ask him questions about it. And he said the same thing, that uh, you ain't going to make a career out of it. That's for sure. Well, and anybody that's ever driven 
for a living. You know, I've uh, Jesus May will mark uh, 38 years in in the uh, in the taxi cab industry for me. And uh, good lord, man! Uh, anybody that's done that to me now, there have been some lean times. You know, this there were very lean times here uh, with the uh, with the COVID. But things are starting to things are starting to improve out here. But the thing is, is you can actually, if you know what you're doing, you can actually make a living doing this job. And uh, I'm lucky enough to be with a with a company who does. Uh, they invest a lot in attracting new business, keeping the current business. They. Uh, they are, they make it worth the while. You know, I pay my, uh, as an owner operator, I pay my little coin to the company every, uh, every week. And they, they, that's their job to keep me as busy as, as possible. And they do, uh, they do a really good job with my company. So. Yeah, well, uh, hasn't it pretty much been that way forever? Well, yeah, exactly. Some companies are, are better at it than others. Uh, some companies uh, will leash you the car and say, hey, it's your business. You go out and generate your business. Well, if I wanted to do that, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be leasing a car from you. I'd be getting my own car and going out and generating my own business. I don't I don't need to pay you X amount of money in order. Right. To, so that's why you get on with a company who actually invests time and effort into uh, into getting there to bringing business to that's that's what they do that's what you're getting that's what you are paying them for so so is that kind of how uber and lyft came about then uber and lyft now ed and i have talked about this uh, look we the taxi cab industry is not without fault here we we've had the issue of 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 rude drivers of drivers uh, uh not wanting no. to take take certain fares you know forget about it if you're at a grocery store or at a laundromat or whatnot but um as it's turning out the uber and lyft drivers well they don't want those rides either so uh, uh <laughs> well it, it is what it is unfortunately this isn't this isn't easy work sometimes you you got to take the you got to take the the crap with the cream, if you will, and uh, and uh, you know it's if you're in it for if you're in it for the long haul. Now that that's just it. The, the Uber and Lyft drivers, for the most part, they don't have you know the the biggest investment they have in it is is their vehicle. You know they they don't understand that uh, that vehicle will. Oh, we got a nice shiny new Prius. Well, that shiny new Prius, after you start putting 100,000, 150,000 miles on, is going to need work. It, it, it's going, it, it, keeping a car uh, um, up and safe and running properly is not a cheap endeavor. No, it so, never has been. No. Um, I figure that I, I stick away basically $100 a week, just sticking aside just to have money put aside when something goes. Because every time I wind up uh, at the garage, you know, alternator, we lost an alternator here about uh, uh, three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. 
you know, by the time they were, you know, replaced the alternator and replaced the belts and did what they had to do, it was, you know, damn near 900 bucks, you know? Yeah. Well now are you, are you downtime during that? Or are you uh, out driving another a cab? No, no, I'm downtime. Now I'm lucky enough to have a uh, mechanic that uh, will do this stuff on Saturdays. So, uh, oh yeah, I, I get all my service work done on Saturdays. It's, it's beautiful. And these guys, uh, I'll even give them a little plug here for, uh, those in the twin cities, Homestead Tire and Auto, uh, in Egan, Minnesota. Um, they are their aces, man. I'm telling you, they do a great job. They're honest with you. They don't, uh, they don't go out looking for things to that, you know, that, uh, Oh, you know, this needs to be, this really needs to be fixed when it's something that can wait until, oh, you know, of course. they'll tell you about it. Of course, they'll tell you about it and they'll give you the option They'll say, Hey, you know, okay, this is, this is serious or this, uh, this, this can wait. No big deal. So yeah, you don't run across very many of those anymore. So yeah, this is, this is, this is a good place. I'm happy to have, uh, have found them. All right. Well, yeah. I tell you. I tell you what, let's uh, let's move on here. We got a kind of we got a whole lot of stuff. Forward, yeah, for for yeah, exactly. Uh, so, God, you know, I tell you something. You know, I get sometimes I get so involved with Twitter, and it depends if you got. God forbid, if you have a couple minutes of downtime, you see a tweet that catches your attention and you jump on it and reply. At least I do. You're not you're not really much into social media. A little bit on Facebook, but you don't have a Twitter presence or an Instagram presence. Nah, or- I, I I don't mean to disparage people on Twitter, but man, there's some dumbasses out there. There are. It, it, it's funny. I I have two 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 different accounts for two different things. Uh, I have my Facebook account. Um, my Facebook account is is pretty much uh, those are my friends. I consider those are people that uh, you know I either went to school with or I've gotten to know over time. I consider them more friends than I do. And uh, good morning there, uh, Rolando. Uh, but that's just it. Rolando, I've known him since childhood. Uh, so there are, there are, uh, and I, I've tried to back off of my political stuff on, on Facebook and I couldn't help myself with Trump. I'm, I'm sorry. There, there is so much hatred and I'm sorry if you want to call it uh Trump delusion or whatever you want to call it. I guilty as charged, man. I, I I hate that man with every fiber of my being. I think that he's uh, sold America a bill of goods. There are a lot of good, hardworking Americans who, you know, thought, oh, hey, they bought in. They bought into this uh, snake oil salesman, well, and that's that's the whole thing. You mentioned the word sold. That's all that sob has ever done is sell. It's all in it for him. He could have cared less about being president. He just wanted to see what he could put in his pocket by being president. Well, and it's an ego. You know, this 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 man 
you know, I, I, I you almost want to uh, make sure he has an extra arm just so he can pat himself on the back. This is exactly this man has an ego the size of Texas. So there's there is no uh, no two ways about it. And well, I'll he, give you a perfect example of it. If if you have not read uh, Mary Trump's book, who was his niece, uh, I would greatly suggest picking it up and reading it. it. It explains a lot of his neuroses and she pretty much hit the nail on the head on exactly what was going to happen when he left office. And it pretty much followed the game plan. And he is, he's not going to be willing to go away uh, quietly. Nope. Unfortunately. Uh, now he is talking about, uh, of course, we know that there is, and I'll be one that the, that we'll call it a crisis. You know, there's, how do we call it? We call it a problem. We call it a crisis. I think it's a crisis. Whenever you have that many children packed up in a very, in a relatively small space, you know, especially when you're talking, um, you know, you still have a damn, you still have the coronavirus uh, going strong. Yeah. It is, it isn't going anywhere just yet until we get more people vaccinated, get a little, uh, herd immunity going here, but it's well, my, still- my question to you, dog, is is you're bringing all these minor children across the border by themselves. Now, why are we allowing that to happen? I don't want to sound like uh, you know a, a douche, but why are we allowing unaccompanied minor children to cross the border? Uh, does it isn't that some form of the Man Act or or child abuse, or something along those lines? Well, as I understand the story, these children are coming. They're not just coming from Mexico. They're coming from Central America. Oh, no, I know that. They're coming from all over. Parents are sending, these people uh, are, are sending their children from these uh, from these areas where they have had issues. They have had uh, un, unfathomable issues as far as crime as far as murder as far as it's been it's been horrible for those people down there and they sent their kids they thought in their thought process they thought that their kids would be better off making that journey through mexico to come up to the united states because with all the with all those coyotes and and smugglers and everything down there yeah that that was a real good thought process the problem is, is they did it, and now our the question is: Are we going to, are we going to leave them at the border and tell them, well, you can't come in, or are we going to come in? Are we going to feed them? The the conditions well, are. You know how this country has always been. You know we're the the humanitarians, we're exactly. the people with the big hearts, and yeah, you can't. You really, honestly, in all good faith, cannot turn these people away. Yeah, I mean, Guatemala, Honduras, all those places are in upheaval and stuff. Why isn't there something being done to help those countries better themselves so that everybody isn't coming here? I think, I think that is the initial plan. uh, Unfortunately, uh, I think what happened, and look, Biden Biden is not... Uh, I, I'm not defending Biden 
in this instance. I, I the jury is still out on this, but you I are, think I, agree. I think that when if he made a mistake, he put the cart before the horse. He did not have a plan in place before he rolled mm -hmm. back these um, executive orders. And and let's make no uh, no bones about it. The executive orders that Trump put forward, you know, including were heinous. Well, that's just it. But he should have had a plan in place before he rolled them back. Is is all I can say. Agreed. So here's here's the problem. Now all of a sudden, everybody's up in up in arms. They've got their they got their nuts in and up in, in a ringer here. Because of, of what's going on down there. And now all of a sudden, guess who's coming to save the day? Well, One, well of course. Yeah, well, so Donald Trump has mentioned this. Now, there's nothing in concrete. He said he might come down to the border. Now, let's face it. There... <laughs> little play on words there. Nothing concrete. Okay. Yeah. There, there is... The, I, I'll believe it when I see it, to tell you the truth. Oh, and, I won't be surprised. But what... I mean, as long as you, as long as you got Ted Cruz on bended knee down here, uh, that, that will bring the serpent back to the state. Yeah, this is true. But I don't know if people who are, oh, yeah, hey, Trump's coming to save the day, and it, do you know how much of a shit show it is now he's got Secret Service protection, and we can. Uh, I made the mistake of of mentioning, you know, I, I I had responded to the initial tweet saying, yeah, as long as he uses his own security and doesn't bring taxpayer funded uh, uh, Secret Service into the uh, mix. Well, look, I understand it for for the umpteenth time. I understand that he is entitled to Secret Service protection. Every ex-president, this was something, as I understand, that, that Obama was responsible for, that this was an executive order that granted all former presidents Secret Service protection. So well, they all had, they, they go, I, I know go, going back to at least Nixon, that they were all afforded some form uh, of, of this type of protection, whether it was Secret Service or not, I'm not 100% certain on that. And you may be right, Obama might have said, okay, Secret Service, but they all had some form of protection. But is Trump going to stop at this point on ripping off the federal government, taking more money from it? He's going to take every penny he can get. I think... I think the bigger problem with this is is the fact that, and this is one of the reasons that I don't believe that either Biden or uh, Vice President Harris has visited the border yet. It is it is a major shit show when Secret <laughs> Service has to come down there in advance to to make sure that everything's safe, to make sure that, uh, you know, you don't have some some uh, loose uh, loose cannon uh, or a place where someplace somebody can hide and possibly take a shot at, uh, at uh, the president or vice president. Mm -hmm. that, that's their job is protection. And it, 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 mm -hmm. it 
extends a lot further than just, you know, making a human wall around the individual they're trying to protect. Right. And, and at this point in time, this is enough of a, of a, of a shit show that's going on down there at the border without having to have secret service come in there, making sure that everything is safe for no matter if it's Biden, no matter if it's Harris, even if it's Trump, Obama, anybody, it is not the right. ideal situation. Send advisors. You've got enough going on down there right now that you don't need to bring this mess into it on top of that. So, I mean, I'll give perhaps Biden and Harris some credit for not sticking their noses in it until, you know, it, it, it is desperately needed. Uh, he can certainly make uh, decisions from the White House that will affect down. Uh, down on the border. So his presence isn't necessarily 100% certain. Well, that's just it. And I and I don't think, I, I just, I personally don't think, and by the way, our friend Edward, uh, and not uh, the other Edward that visits, visits us every now and then, uh, says, I don't uh, think Obama thought the Secret Service was going to be used by a seditious traitor. Uh, oh, that's 100% true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. If if you if you only knew, uh, I I bet you that I think it would be so funny to to be honest with you. And this is this is Trump hating me uh, talking now. If uh, if um, Biden got together with uh, all the former presidents and said, "What you know?" With all the former reasonable presidents, ex presidents, uh, I'm talking. Would you be know, pretty much everybody except Trump. Everybody except Trump. Yes, exactly. Uh, say, listen, guys, you really, what do you think if I, uh, if I roll that back? I would, I would bet, I would bet that these former presidents would probably go along with that. And then, okay, and Trump. Why not use, and why not use that as a resource? Why does every president always kind of a, oh, you know, this is my, you know, I'm, I, 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 I'm the biggest dick in the room, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna say that. Hey, you have got years of knowledge and, and experience that are just sitting out there. Take advantage of it. It's not that difficult. Exactly. So, I I I don't as as long as it's the law right now. As long as it's the law, I don't have a problem with the fact that Trump has Secret Service protection. My point has been all along with this is that you don't need to add that into the mix right now. That, that is the reason nope. I believe, I believe that is the reason why, uh, why Biden and Harris have not come to the border to this, to this point in time. Uh, and if Trump wants well, to stick his nose down here listening being down here and listening to a lot of the people, you know, down here in Texas, uh, bitching and moaning about it and everything else. It's that, uh, and a perfect example is that was somebody said the other day, okay, finish the wall in Texas. There's already equipment and there's materials and that down there. And I, I tried to explain to them, even if, even if that was to be done and you put the wall up from one end of Texas to the other, it's not going to matter. They're going to find another route into the country. They'll come in through New Orleans. They're already coming in through Miami. They're going to come in through San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles. So you're never going to be able to 
end it. It's a systemic problem. Exactly. And the question is, is what to do about it. The, the, exactly. The, and here's the thing, Bill, and, and I've brought this up a few times in the past. Okay, my father was an immigrant. My father came here from Scotland. I, I don't know. He, he passed away before I had a chance to really ask him any serious questions about it. But right. I have no idea. Did he have to go through all this uh, uh, paperwork and rigmarole? Is it all of a sudden because now it's not Europeans uh, coming in? It's more uh, Hispanics that are coming into the country? Is now all of a sudden, is that why it's a problem all of a sudden? Well, and okay, let's look at it this way. You're talking about all the Europeans and all that coming over. I, I, it's somewhat of a, a humorous uh, response, but at least the South Americans are on the same continent. Well, this is this is this is very true. This this is this is very true. How We've are all... we going to build a wall in, on the northern border and keep all the Canadians out of the country? I don't think they want to cut the hell with it. <laughs> They're going yeah. further north. They want a buffer zone between. They, they don't want to want keep a... us the hell out of Canada. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much what they're doing now as far as the pandemic is concerned. But uh, they, uh, it's funny. We have always been a nation of immigrants. Now, I don't know. Well, of course. I don't We're know. We're the human what... refuge of the entire universe. <laughs> we, we, we've been kicked out of every good country in the world. Exactly. Well, you that that sounds like a line from Stripes, but uh, exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. Sorry. Uh, well, hey, I like those old movies too. So um, <laughs> that's a fact, Jack. But uh, uh-huh. but, but it's true. Uh huh. This is what this country, yeah, you're right. The, all seriousness, that's, this is what this country is all has been all about. We've been a nation of immigrants. Right now, we have a situation at the border. Now, believe it or not, Bill, I actually have an idea that Uh-oh. that might uh, look. It, it it might be it might or might not work. And who the hell is going to listen to me, anyways? But. I thought I I thought I put it out there, and that is right. why not. There are plenty. We have plenty of states in this uh, in this country who would welcome those kids with open arms. Yeah, one of them is called Minnesota. Well, exactly. You know, we we have for well, look, good lord, we have we have Somali refugees here. We have. Uh, Southeast Asian refugees here. You no, know that. I mean, it's been that way forever up there. It seems like exactly. We here in Minnesota have welcomed uh, refugees, and with with very little uh, with very little blowback, even from uh, Republicans. We we are lucky up here in Minnesota that we have what I call common sense Republicans up here. We don't have. Uh, are I, there I, actually any of those? Well, look, I, I don't think, I think, as, as memory serves, I haven't heard of any Minnesotan that was amongst all those uh, all those people that attacked the Capitol building on that, 
on that oh, January. You know, like, to be honest with you, dog, I was watching some of that the other day, and sure as hell, just what you're talking, there was somebody with a Minnesota State flag. And I said, oh, you SOB, don't do me any favors. Oh, no. I didn't I didn't see that. Yes, I saw one. And hopefully that was the only one. <laughs> for the mo for the most part, for the most part, we're pretty we're pretty good up here in Minnesota. I, I uh, and oh yeah, I remember what it was like. And there are other states that are are just as welcoming to refugees. Uh, and bust bust those kids up here. Bust the bust these kids. Get them out of the border area. That's the problem. Is is there's a there's a log jam down there at the border. Worse than that ship no, that's I, blocking the Suez Canal right now. There is a... <laughs> there that is, was somebody whose brains were not in the right place. Well, yeah, exactly. But that, that is a captain of the ship that will probably never captain another vessel. You're lucky if you'd be able to captain a tugboat in his bathtub. <laughs> a little canoe. Yeah. <laughs> But the, okay, now it, 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 getting getting kind of back to some of this is is some of the people down here. Okay, especially in Texas, let's get these people out of here. Any place but Texas is what the mentality is down here. We've got enough. Get them out of here. Now the problem is, you're gonna, you know, we can't put these people up at the Hilton and the Marriott. No, that's not what you know. You you, you want to build tent cities? I mean, then we're going to start getting accused of. Uh, doing what every country in the Middle East did with the refugees and all that kind of thing. There are a ton of closed military bases throughout this country exactly. that could easily be reopened and refurbished and barracks av available for this specific scenario. And I didn't, I didn't think of that as a hell of an idea. Uh, also, look at how many abandoned buildings we have, old office buildings that have gone and been laid <laughs> exactly. waste. There is plenty of places that we can put these kids, get them out of the border, get them out of that situation, because I understand this. Right now, they're using the convention center in Dallas. Well, eventually, they're going to want to start having conventions at the convention center in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. I believe there's another convention center someplace else uh, uh, down south that's that's doing the same thing. They're using a convention center. Well, yeah, no, that's not ideal. But you know, there there are mm -hmm. like you said, the military bases. What a hell of an idea! The, the uh, these abandoned build put these kids someplace where it's safe. Get them out of the border region. Get them away, yeah. and then then let's address the problem. Let you you made a point. Well and they need to, to get over this, uh, what the law says about a three-day period and all this kind of – this situation is beyond people uh, waiting three days to, to get into the country, to be citizens and these kind of things. No, that is a long, old-fashioned law, and that needs to be adjusted to, yeah. for, the, for the time. Yes, Exactly. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. Well, you know what? Our friend, somebody else that uh, that we like to turn to quite a bit uh, on this show, Keith Oberman. Uh, well, he has his thoughts on this. Give this a listen. This is Oberman okay. versus the fake. 
This is Olderman versus the fake border crisis. From all the Republican jackasses squealing about a non-existent security crisis, from all the network pretend news hosts leaving their brains in bought and paid for neutral and promoting a presidential crisis that they hope will happen if only they can keep saying it is happening, from all of them I have yet to hear one question answered. What is it that all of you want us to do with the child refugees, fleeing murder in their homelands, fleeing to us and begging us for our help? What is it, Kevin McCarthy, that you want us to do with them? Put them in cages as Trump did? What is it, disgraced ex-White House surgeon Ronnie Jackson, that you want us to do with them? Send them into storage in filthy conditions in Mexico as Trump did? What is it that you, Ted Cancun Cruz, want us to do with them? Send them back to die in their native countries as Trump did? The Republicans don't give a shit about these kids. Their solution is to hell with them. This is the goddamned United States of America, and those are children in trouble. And their numbers spiked not last week, but last year, up 690% in the last nine months under Trump. They are asking us for asylum. They are asking us to keep them from getting killed. They are asking us to be what this country has always been, mother of exiles. My great-great-grandfather came here because there was nowhere else for him to go. Joe Biden's great-great-grandfather came here because there was nowhere else for him to go. Donald Trump's grandfather came here because there was nowhere else for him to go. That border, destabilized by Trump xenophobia, must be fixed. The well-intentioned but now malfunctioning care for these kids must be fixed. But most importantly, these children must be welcomed here. This is the goddamned United States of America. We are great because of people who came here because there was nowhere else for them to go. Give me your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest tossed to me. This question is the crisis. Are we still Americans here, or are we a nation of goddamned stinking Trumps? Wow. That was impressive. <laughs> it was. That, 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 pretty much, that pretty much says it all. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I could argue to anything in that. Uh, well, like Ed and I say, all you know, all Oberman all the time here on Radio TFI. Uh, <laughs> he he definitely uh, definitely hit the nail on the head. Our friend Edward here also uh, uh, pointed out that up here in Hennepin County, up here in Minneapolis, Hennepin County has. Uh, rented out many hotels for homeless people with COVID that would normally had uh, or otherwise been empty. Uh, that's a good point, Edward, except for the fact that eventually, just like the convention centers, we're, we're going to need to get those, uh, those, those hotel rooms back. It, it wouldn't be a bad short-term solution. I, I still think that it's going to take, uh, it's going to take a little bit of a, a, a longer a long-term solution than that. Eventually, these hotel rooms are going to have to uh, have to go back to being hotels again. Uh, so I, exactly. I, you know, and I I do like Bill's idea about using the military bases that have been have, that have been shut down. That that is just what, like I said, I didn't even didn't even cross my mind. But there are options. My my bottom line, my my point with this is. Is get them off of the get them off the border right now. 
get that get 100%. that get that log jam cleared up down there, and then and then take it from there. So yeah. hey, I'm going to take about a uh, about a two minute break here, uh, real quick. Going to I'm going to personally step away and uh, play a couple of PSAs, and uh, uh, we'll be back here in a short. We'll, you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. I'm John Shannon, and that's Bill Fancher. We'll be back. You bet. Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I... I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I mean, you know, I love him. Hamilton the pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. Driving means freedom, exploration, fun, pride, flexibility, friendship, independence. Distracted driving means danger, recklessness, irresponsible, chaos, police, devastation, injury, death. Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed, could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
Gotta love dead air. Almost. You know what? I do that more than you'll ever know, Bill. <laughs> I was I was sitting here rattling on like you wouldn't believe. I forgot I had my mic muted. A ask Ed. Ask Ed. I've done it a mil. Ask. I've done it a million times. <laughs> yeah, don't you? Don't, aren't you supposed to know when you got a live mic and not? <laughs> well, I, I, you know. There's a lot of things at this juncture in my life I should know that obviously I still haven't uh, I haven't uh, quite uh, caught on with here. So, uh, but anyways, like I was like I was saying when nobody could hear me, uh, you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network uh, from the Northern Command Studio here in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and. Say again, say hi to my good friend and this week's co-host who I am hey for that damn it, not doing a bad job in my in my opinion here. <laughs> Mr. You, man, appreciate it. Yeah, hey, I gotta do this again. Uh some uh, maybe next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh uh, Mr. Oh, Bill Fancher, way, I'm for wearing my I'm wearing my taxi stand hat. You are wearing your taxi stand hour hat. Fantastic! God, I, I, would, I most I, certainly am. You're gonna have to send me a picture uh, here with that uh, with that gem. I gotta put that up for all the world to see. Just make sure you Absolutely. shave first, will you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we don't want to make it look like we're just handing it out to homeless people, but uh, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I want to—I I was going to get on to the whole situation down in Georgia, but I think we're going to need more than the the uh, ten minutes that we have left. So, I, I want to cover. I, I want to cover something that I thought was was kind of funny. Uh, Old Trump, of course, you know, let's forget about things of any any uh, substance here. He want, he made a big deal because the media didn't make a big deal about the fact that apparently uh, President Biden slipped when he's going up the stairs of uh, on Air Force One. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know if, no, nah, you know, everybody, everybody, uh, uh, has those moments. So let, let's face it, it is, it is reality. But if you'll notice, he tripped going up. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it could have been a bigger catastrophe if he tripped going down, that's for sure. But yeah, exactly. Uh, let, let's face it, uh, Biden still does, you know, for a guy of his uh, age, he still gets around pretty damn good. Let's not... For, um, I don't disagree with that at all. So, so that made me. I, I had I had to drag an old uh, an old favorite ours out of out of the uh, relics here um, that uh, Ed turned me on to uh, quite a while ago. This was uh, back when uh, uh, Trump was. I believe it was some. It was uh, a combination of his, well, it was a comment about the fact that he was going down a ramp. I think it was that he was addressing um, 
uh, one of the military. I think that was the, uh, yeah, the military yeah, at West Point. Yeah, and he was having a bit of an issue going uh, down this ramp. And this is an old favorite here. Uh, give this here a listen. <laughs> There's no way I can make it down that ramp. I said, there's no way, there's no way I can make it down that ramp without falling on my ass. There's no way, there's no way, General, I may grab you so fast. I don't want that. And this was a steel ramp, really, really steep. No hand, girl. It was like an ice skating rink. I said, there's no way. Probably 10 yards long. Now, this question is on uh, COVID. Is I think you're going to have a big surprise, a beautiful surprise, sooner than anybody would think. Uh, but the answer is. Uh, I win! So with that said, Linda, hi, Linda. I have a question for you. What do you think is your greatest accomplishment in your eyes? American people that two large steps constitutes a run? I think I am the perfect person. Smoke yo ho! 
Help me. I've been yelling about going down ramps for 30 minutes and my neighbor's starting to get worried about me, but I'm too shy to go explain myself, so I'll just hide. <laughs> I absolutely, I love that. I, but so, Did it make oh, any difference if the ramp was 10 yards long or 20 yards long? I don't know if you saw that that clip when he was going when he started down there, but he yeah. uh, uh, he just about fell on his ass. And okay, it look you know it's not it's not that big of if he fell. Well, you know, other there have been other embarrassing situations that have happened to U.S. presidents before. Look at when, uh, when as i.e. Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. Look! Look at what Remember when um, uh, when George Bush, uh, Bush Senior, uh, uh, got sick? Uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, barks all over what the Chinese or he was the Japanese ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it does. It does happen. It, you know, we are we are human, uh, but you know, yep. here's the here's the difference though with Trump. You see, Trump is so quick to try to make other people look bad that of course so guess what you know what goes around comes around man uh yeah you, you're damn right there you're gonna you're gonna dish it out you gotta take it oh you're you're absolutely absolutely right here uh i i tell you we got a lot of stuff we're gonna get to here in the um the second uh hour uh, including the buttercream dream, another one of our favorites, with his uh, opinion on what happened, uh, uh, what happened down in Georgia. It's funny because he is normally really, really funny here, and he he's dead right serious here. And uh, I I got to tell you, this uh, this is a problem, and this is something that's going to have to be dealt with and and nipped in the bud. Uh, in a in a right uh, quick hurry. So uh, with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and go into our our little. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 
2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Never encouraged Americans we to get vaccinated. promoted the shots, not whine about getting credit. Like when he got his prick, no mention he was getting it. Please take this remedy, make COVID a memory. And when it's time, get vaccinated, please don't decline. Get your shot and we can get concerts and sports events. The summer could be so nice. Please just get your vaccine. We're so close to our dream. Put an end to this quarantine. Really want an indoor time. Thank you, Definitely no surprise. Anti-vax are spreading lies. Damn it, why? The administration would like you to take this vaccine. Joe Biden told you last week, if you don't, you can't celebrate the 4th of July. With so much hesitation, we'll never get out of this mess. Screwing the nation, of course it's the Republicans. Voters all said Biden, now thank God we've got Biden. And now, incidentally, the cases have declined. Vaccines are miracles. Science miracle. Need everyone's compliance. A shot or two will suffice. Please just get your vaccine. We're so close to our dream. Put an end to this quarantine. Guarantee shot, that you'll shot, be fine. These are safe and effective products. And we're back here. On the Taxi Stand Hour on Yeah. The Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI again from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon from Wichita Falls, Texas. I'm assuming at his kitchen table is Mr. Bill Fancher. <laughs> no, actually I'm in my office. So there you, we go. You have an office? Good lord, man. I have to share it. Just called an extra bedroom. <laughs> oh, but it's the office. It's the West Wing. <laughs> exactly. Don't mess with me. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Well, we got a, a a whole lot of fun here, and I I, I uh, let me take that back. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's yeah this there's a lot of things here that aren't aren't very fun. As a matter of fact, our uh, one of our favorites here, uh, the guy that's known as the Buttercream Dream, uh, weighed in on the situation down in Georgia, where if you're not familiar, the uh, the governor of Georgia, Kemp, I believe is his name, signed a, a uh, bill into law restricting, putting some serious restricting on uh, voting rights and sending us back uh, at least sending that state back to the Stone Age, uh, going you know, going back to Jim Jim Crow era type uh, policies here, including something really stupid. Uh, but I'll get to that in a second. Let's. And by the way, uh, be forewarned: uh, this is not for the faint of heart uh, when it comes to uh, language here. With this is the butter, <laughs> the butter the buttercream dream. 
Howdy, Georgia resident here, and I just wanted to let you know, Park Cannon, that you are a badass, alright? And Brian Kemp, fuck you! Alright? You're terrified, and everybody can tell. That's all this is. It's just your little last grasp at the particular brand of white supremacy that you and your fucking cronies have enjoyed for so long, okay? And and I gotta tell you, thanks! You know, I was wondering... What, what, what it was that my grandkids, what picture my grandkids were going to look at that was akin to the ones I used to see when I was a kid of the, the police with the dogs kicking black people out of diners. I always used to think, well, at least we don't have that. And then here I see an elected official carried off in handcuffs for trying to watch a piece of shit bill sign. Watch it. And that's an elected official. What, what would you do? to just regular citizens. Oh, I know! Make it harder for them to vote so that your ass can stay in power! It's so transparent! And clearly, this is a sign that things, just because Georgia flipped blue, aren't immediately getting better. But I promise you, motherfucker, this is your last hoorah, alright? This particular bullshit, this particular iteration of your fuckery is about to be a thing of the past. So enjoy it while you can, alright? You and fucking Jeff Mullis and all them fucking assholes trying to suppress votes. It ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. You've just pissed off even more Georgians, and specifically even more black Georgians. And I don't think you want that, motherfucker. Alright? So enjoy it. Enjoy it. That is the buttercream dream. Like yeah. I Yeah, like that was a show. Yeah, di di directly, directly to the point. There, there's no, uh, there is yeah, no messing around with that. No, absolutely not. And I think that they really opened up a can here down in Georgia. And well, they shook the cashew can for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, what we got in front of us here is a Supreme Court, which Trump made sure that, you know, was packed with young conservatives. So the yeah, odds... However, I, I think it, it has come back to kind of bite him in the ass a little bit on this. Uh, I wasn't for all of these people that he put on there to start with, but I think so far they have been ruling constitutionally. Uh, they're not putting their personal bias into it, which they shouldn't in the first place. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're, you, you know, you're jurists, you're, you, and you're supposed to uphold the law of the land. So I think so far they've done a fairly decent job of that. So far? Yes, so far being the operative words here. Exactly, but you can't, you can't trust that that's always going to be the case. Now... Oh, I agreed. I, when it came to that, the first thing that come to mind here is, okay, they are making all these rules and they are, they're aimed at people, they're aimed at people of color, they're aimed at people of, um, who quite frankly can't afford to pay attention. Uh, they're, they're, they're focusing on a group of people who have a tendency to vote Democrat? Let's, well, of let, course, let, that's let, the whole reason for it. That that let's call it what it is. 
And how how do people sit by and allow this to happen? Uh, you know, it's the old story of they came for my neighbor. I said nothing. They came for my boss. I said nothing. They came for me. There was no, nobody left to say anything. So you've got these people in Georgia and elsewhere, Arizona for another one, have got to stand up and say, we're not going to tolerate this shit. This is the United States. We're not a bunch of Russian communists, and we're not going to let douchebags take over this country. Well, that's just it. But all I, the, re, the thing that I want to get to here, and I hope that this message somehow gets out of this little corner of the internet. You, <laughs> well, the thing is, is there are so many voices in the, in the era of social media, there are a million vo voices out there all screaming their oh, ideas, yeah. screaming this. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough to have at least a couple of different avenues to go through, whether it be Twitter, whether it be Facebook, whether it be this show. Uh, so I have a couple of different avenues, but my message to folks who are affected by this is simple. Voting is empowerment. It, it, yep. There is nothing more. I still believe in the power of the vote. And I believe also, quite frankly, that there are more of us than there are of them. There are more. Well, and you, you got to understand that not not everybody is far left, and not everybody is far yeah. right. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to have those those twenty percent left and those twenty percent right. It, it's the other sixty percent that need to get their heads out of their asses. I'm sorry, no other way to put it. Right, and not allow this this to happen i mean I, i'm here in texas we're, we're we're screwed up as it is i'm but sorry i can't imagine uh them trying to pass a law that would not allow me to vote i would be pissed off and not like i keep my mouth shut anyway but that would uh, that no bueno down here well, here, herein lies the problem, and you and I, you and I have the same uh, issue, and it's I actually kind of feel a little guilty about it. You and I could walk uh, amongst these uh, white supremacist people, and nobody to give us a second look. We look like we fit right in. Let's face it. <laughs> For the most part, we do. We look like we face. We don't have that. We have no idea what it's like to be black or to be a God forbid to be Asian in this country, to be uh, any number. We have no idea what it's like. Um, I know what it's like to be poor. You, you know, yeah. But <clears throat> that doesn't. I can still be poor and still fit into a bunch of into a group of rednecks that uh, that look like they're about ready to attend a Klan rally here. So, well, here's the whole issue with that, and, and my brother brought this up, and I agree with him. Was that when Trump started running uh, in sixteen, fifteen, whatever year he first started doing all that? What happened was. All of the Bubba's, all the hillbillies, all the rednecks that never paid any attention to this stuff 
finally started paying attention and they thought their Lord and Savior was Donald Trump. Why? I don't understand that. But that's what happened. All these people that didn't give a crap have now come out of the woodwork and you see where it's gotten us. You know how what his mate what his main selling point was? He was the anti-Obama. He was the one that oh, was he was the one that was pressing the whole birther uh, idea. Well, and, and I think that was that was and, and that's the other reason how you got all of these people to come out. <clears throat> I don't want to say a naughty word, so I won't, but he said he was going to do everything he could to overturn everything that Obama did. That was mm. his agenda. Forget the fact that it, that uh, uh, forget the fact as far as the uh, uh, health care uh, situation. Oh, I mean, yeah, let's go ahead and go back to the Stone Ages with that. Um, yeah, and the the other thing that got me that you brought up the health care. Of course, now I'm a disabled veteran, so I get my health care through the VA. That doesn't help my wife, but she's in the market now finally. Mm -hmm. But Trump tried to take credit for the Veterans Choice Program, which allows me to go to a local doctor when I cannot get in within X amount of time to the VA facilities. Mm -hmm. Now, Obama instituted that policy. Trump tried to take credit for it. That pissed me off. Yeah. Gosh, it's it's so it, but he didn't. He didn't do it because of the sake of policies. He did it out of spite, because oh, his 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 wing, his 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 base, were the ones that got awoken by the fact. Oh my God! Oh, we got this. We got a black man for president now. You know, uh, yep. Jeez. I mean, we you go further down south into Texas, down uh, well, you remember when I was down in Corpus Christi there for a while, right. you know, the the cab owner that uh, I worked for at the time ref, uh, referred uh, as as time came or when I talked to him a couple times afterwards, referred to Obama as that N word president, and I'm sure right. he's not the first one and only, and. That's what exactly what happened. Uh, uh, Trump was the anti-Obama, and that just uh, you, you stirred up a they stirred up a bunch of people here who had that hatred for right. Bar Barack Obama for no other reason than the fact that yeah, but this nation finally elected a black president. Well, now we have a vice president of color, and. It's just driving these people absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah, and, and that's and I look at it at, at this at this point in time is who gives a crap? Exactly. If the person is qualified to hold the office, who cares? I don't care if they're a, a Martian. Uh, if they're qualified to hold the office, hey, have at it. Exactly. Well, you know, Ed said it best. He, you know, a ham sandwich would have done a better job at president than Trump did. <laughs> so, I, you know, honestly, you and I could have done a better job than what that douche did. Well, exactly, because a lot of it has to do with surrounding yourself with the with the right people, and sometimes surrounding well, that's your. What, that's what that's what Ronald Reagan did. He says, "Surround yourself with competent people, and it'll make you look good." And. 
the problem is is that Trump so, surrounded himself with a bunch of yes men. Oh, and exactly. The one, the ones that were willing to kiss his orange ass and uh, and no, not tell no, him, hey, you know, Mister, you know, Mister President, oh, dear ruler, um, uh, this this probably won't work. He didn't listen to his, and if he did, he didn't listen to those advisors. He had no. He fired them all. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you disagreed with him, you got fired. It was mm -hmm. as simple as that. Now, how many of those little little toads thought, you know, my job is worth more to me than the soul of this nation? Yeah, well, that's just it. You know, and that that's you went down that rabbit hole, and and uh, and and how about these people that for years have said that we need to get somebody in the White House who's not a politician? How about now? You know, how did that work out? Yeah, exactly. You gotta have to. If if Biden's got one thing going for him, uh, he does have the ability now to be able to to compromise to be able to talk to the other side and what have you unfortunately really? right now the other side is so far up trump's ass that yes that they don't want to talk they don't want to be viewed as being somebody that um is willing to to talk to president biden they don't they don't want to be viewed as cooperative right which brings up and kind of trans little segue here which uh, brings up the filibuster. Mm -hmm. Now, how can the, the the minority hold the majority? That's, that's that's utterly ridiculous. I think, yeah, they if they want to keep the filibuster, go back to what it was, where you had to stand your ass up there for three days and talk for three days. Exactly. So, you know, it, it is what it is. You can't you can't have the minority say, well, we're going to overrule everything and, and this just because there's a filibuster. That is, is, is it's completely wrong. It's unethical. And, and, and I find it incomprehensible. Well, that, that's just it. And the, the, the problem being is, is that, okay, we showed, uh, people showed up en masse to to vote right. for uh, to vote in the presidential election, and let's face it, no matter how you count it, no matter how you slice it, uh, Joe Biden got more votes than Donald Trump. He he won the popular vote, and he won the votes in the states that it was important that he did win the key the key states, and people that meant that a lot of people from inner cities. Uh, and the first tier suburbs got out and they voted and they voted for Biden. Now let's also uh, let's also face it. There was quite a few disenfranchised Republicans who came over and voted for Biden as well. well uh, now your problem here, though, was that they didn't vote down down the ticket. Yeah, this is true. You know, their, their, their main vote was okay, President, which I have said for years. It is not necessarily the president. It's your congressmen, your senators. Those are the people you need to, to vote for. Those are the people that are going to make it make the difference, not the president. Exactly. And what with these voting laws, the way they're the way it's going right now, 
what it's going to do is it's going to make it basically the same thing that Obama went through uh, in uh, after the first two years in, that he had in office, where he had to deal with a hostile uh, a hostile Congress, right? And now the now you run into a a situation where uh, look. I th- I just I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna change directions here just a little bit. The fact of the matter the fact of the matter is is that like I said earlier, voting is empowerment. So okay, exactly. You're the guy you wanted to win the presidency won the presidency at least the the majority of America. He's now president. But now in two years, less than two years now, we're going to have another election for the House of Representatives. You need to... That's what I was going to bring up. If this is important to you, if it is important to you to stay the course and give President Biden... Let's face it. President Biden... Did I just say President O'Biden? I bet I did. I think you did. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. You're coming out, lad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, St. Patrick's Day is already come and gone. Uh, That's it. President Biden still needs these tools to be able to work with uh, because it's not going to do any good if all of a sudden things turn back, uh, turn back red, and he has a hostile Congress. And believe me. You know, with Trump in there in the mix, trying to throw in people like uh, uh, Lauren Boebert and uh, and Marjorie Taylor Greene and those and those chuckle butts. Uh, the rest of the fiduciaries. Yes, exactly. Trump's going to be pushing hard to get these people elected. If this is important, if you like the idea, the if you like what Joe Biden is attempting to do, then you need to go out in 2022 and you need to show the same enthusiasm in voting that you did in 20 in 2020. And right. And you've got to follow up with what, what happened in 2018. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you let, if you let it happen, then you've got nobody to blame, but yourself don't let it happen. Get your butt out there and vote in the 2020 uh, midterm elections, get the people voted in that you feel should be in. And if if all these people that bitch and moan about term limits, go out there and vote the bastards out. That's a term limit. Vote them out. Goodbye. See you later. Exactly. Don't pass a freaking law that, that's going to say, oh, I can only be, you know, for two terms. That's horseshit. Vote the some bitch out. Exactly. I'm sorry. Now I'm getting really. I'm getting really fired. Oh uh, no, that's okay. That's okay. Why do you, Why do you think there There are a few folks I could have asked to fill this this gap that I have here, but I think I know you by now, Bill. <laughs> I think I know you. As well, you, you should. As well, uh, you should. <laughs> so I, I want. I just want to say, though, that we can't, with what happened in Georgia, we can't be assured that the that the courts are going to turn this around. So I'm, No, I'm, I, I agree with you. 
I'm speaking to the people here now. I'm speaking to the people who are affected by this. Voting is still important. It is your very, it is the most important thing that you will do in your lifetime as an American. So if yeah. that means, if that means that these a-holes say, well, you have to have an ID in order to vote. Get the damn ID. If you don't know how to get the ID or you can't afford to get the ID, whatever it is, find resources. There are resources available to you to help you with this process. Don't just yes, there are. don't just sit there on the couch eating popcorn and feeling sorry for yourself over the matter. Get out and do something about it. Get right. out. Don't expect people to come to you and tell you this is what you need to do. Get out, take advantage of what is available to you, and get it done. Exactly, because it's important. It is, like I said, is the most important thing you will do as an American citizen. And you can't let these people win. You cannot let these people, what happened, what happened to Park Cannon, uh, the representative from Georgia, was... Atrocious. The whole uh -huh. okay. okay. Was she was she doing something to to try to prove a point? You know, damn well they're not going to let her in there. Probably, but the fact that they led her off, they led her out in handcuffs. Hell, they I got the charged her with two felonies. Charged her with two felonies. Hell, these seditionists are. Uh, let's face it, they haven't caught. A quarter of, of the ones that were out there and invaded the Capitol building. No. But. And I'm, I'm curious if they've charged this gal with the, the two felonies, if, if this could cost her her seat. Well, that's, uh, there's, the, there's always that possibility. And, and so we. And, and, and that brings up the fact that everybody's talking about Trump running in 24. I don't think it's going to happen because he's going to be a convicted felon by then. What's going on in Georgia with the the uh, uh, the election tampering, and what's going on in the Southern District of uh, New York New right York. now? He is going to be convicted, and he is going to be swept away. And just because you're not hearing anything on the news about this today, doesn't mean it's gone away. No, it has not. There are you're and going they are, they are hot. They are hot on him up in New York. I guess Ed would be your, your best resource for that, but uh, that's why his uh, orange ass moved down to Florida. It wasn't because he blended in with the trees. It's because he was getting his ass kicked out of New York. Exactly. So it's it, it's going to be a matter of time for Trump. I, I, I but the the thing is is I have to I have to be careful, especially on Twitter, because right now you sneeze wrong on Twitter and you wind up getting. Uh, uh, you wind up getting banned off of Twitter. We're a little bit more free to say what we want to say here on this show. Uh, and I hope so. Well, we are. Let's face it. Uh, there's nobody that's going to be able to reach in and shut this show down because we might mention that there are a couple of other options available to us when it comes to one uh, Donald John Trump. But uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, okay. <laughs> Now, okay, now I'm going to ask a specific question, I, and everybody out there that's listening might have an answer to it. I, I don't. Everybody talks how great he was as a president, which 
mystifies me. Uh, uh, and when I hear that, I say, what did he do? Tell me something that he did that helped this country. Anything. And personally, I don't know anything. No. And these well, people don't, they, they can't answer it because what the hell did he do? Or started building the wall that Mexico was going to pay for. How'd that go? Yeah, okay. The, the the funny part about that is 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 that Trump rode the coattails of the Obama economy, and he yes, took he, yes he did yes I mean, he did these things don't happen uh, at a stroke of a pen or or whatever uh, no he he rode the rode the tails uh, Obama had this uh, this country humming right along unfortunately um it, his time was up unfortunately and um i i don't know i well all trump all trump had to do when he became president was just don't f it up he had a good thing going don't f it up but he couldn't help himself he had to stick his little you know what into it and look what happened then a crisis hit well here comes the point that he is not qualified for the position that he was in. He didn't know what to do. And oh. we're in the, the place we are now. But if you'll look, since Biden has taken over, look how things have re really moved on and how fast it has moved, where it took his dumb ass a year to do anything. And then, oh, we're going to get a million uh, 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 vaccines done in December. How did that work out, Mr. President? Hmm. No. Well, I tell you, I I I do have to. Uh, as a matter of fact, I actually I actually saved this uh, this particular tweet because there is a poll that uh, was put out by ABC News that said that uh, Biden's approval rating on handling the COVID pandemic has climbed to seventy two percent. Good. So he's done a hell of a. He has done. And let, let's face it, he when he got into office, that was his main that was his main focus. Let's get us past this virus. Unfortunately, right. unfortunately, what happened was is that other things happened here. The, he, I think, maybe he got a little bit happy as far as going back to what happened on, uh, with the border. He was a little bit too anxious to roll back the Trump policies there. I still think right. that eventually, once they've, they've had a chance, they're going to get that fixed. It, it's, it's not going to happen overnight, unfortunately. Uh, and, and Trump going down there definitely is not going to help any help the situation down. They're just going to take... No, that's just going to piss in the Cheerios. Exactly. So it's, it's, just, it's just going to take... A little bit of time, but but like Oberman said, leaving those kids uh, on the other side of the border is was not the answer. And it's immoral and it's unethical. Exactly, exactly. So, but get, getting back getting back to uh, to the whole situation with voting, uh, like I said, we can't guarantee that the courts are gonna are are gonna step in and help here. So you need to. Folks need to get out there. They need to be able to help themselves through this process. Get out there and vote. Do whatever the hell it takes 
in order to vote because like I said, like we said here, it is the most important thing you will do as an American citizen is, is cast your ballot and maybe more so now than ever. Let your voices be you heard. You know damn right. Exactly. Whew. I think I, I I think I need to I think I need to take a breath here. So we're gonna we're gonna take a a couple minutes here, run a couple of PSAs, and uh, we'll be back on the other side to uh, talk about. Uh, oh, geez, how about gun violence? We'll be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I never thought that five minutes could make so much difference in the lives of two people, but it has. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Imagine having a job that paid you well, allowed you to travel the world, and made you a celebrity, or being a tall, good-looking person with a great personality, or being the father of a child who loves you no matter what. If someone can have all of that and still take their own life, it should remind us all. Depression is real and can affect anyone at any time. Contact the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Message written by Sean Preble of WIBA Radio, Madison, Wisconsin, for Radio TFI. Indoor baseball, anyone? Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's perfect. Allison, wait. Are you texting and driving? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right. Hey, we're, that, was, that was quick. And we're back here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI, and this time I didn't mute my mic, so uh, we're, <laughs> we're we're start we're starting on the we're starting off on the uh, right uh, on the right foot here, folks. Uh, once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, and with us this week as a special guest ring announcer, Mister Bill Fancher. And thanks again. Get ready to rumble. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I, I tell you what. Of course, now we're getting back to normal. And unfortunately, it seems to be our normal is including uh, uh, mass shootings again. Just a couple of oh, weeks. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks. We have that idiot down in Georgia. Shooting up Asian uh, Asian mas- uh, spas, saunas, massage parlors, call them what you will. Uh, and then here just this last week in, in Boulder, Colorado, you have this mass shooting at a store in uh, in uh, in Boulder. And, and 10 people there, including a cop. We, we go back to this whole topic about guns and why uh, why there needs to be reform. And but when we talk about reform, we're not talking about everybody, you know, we're not coming for your guns. 
President oh, Biden. Dear Lord, the, re yeah. the Republican screaming point. Oh, they're coming to take your guns. They're coming to take your guns. Well, mm -hmm. they've been saying that since Bill Clinton, for Christ's sake. Oh, exactly. Most Americans, most gun American gun owners are responsible individuals who do the right yes. thing, keep their guns locked up when they're not using them. Yeah, they they are doing but you've got these lobby groups, of course, the NRA. You know, the NRA has become less of an advocate for shooters and more of a just a, a gun manufacturer's lobby. And well, and now, John, when when all of this stuff started with all of this, uh, with no, why has nobody said let's sue the gun manufacturers like they did to the tobacco industry? It's the same thing, isn't it? Well, that, but you see, the thing is, is that you got the NRA who is who is dumping millions. Yeah, but the NRA is almost bankrupt right now, too. Well, they're definitely bankrupt morally. They just... Uh, <laughs> but they... Unfortunately, though, they still find the resources to be able to to load uh, cash into the pockets of uh, of um, of uh, politicians and helping them uh, helping them along with their campaigns, helping them get elected. Well, and, yeah, and the, the key thing to all of this, with everybody bitches and moans about the Second Amendment, I understand. But when was that written? It was written when a time where a good shot could get off, a good marksman could get off two shots in a minute. They didn't have any clue about 60 rounds a second, uh, you know, and these kind of things. So the law is a bit, is a bit arcane. The amendment is a bit arcane. You don't need to trash the Second Amendment. You just need to add wording to it that would not take a congressional uh, convention to do so uh at least i don't think so i mean i could be wrong on that but i don't think so uh that's where you need to go don't trash the amendment add to it amend yeah. the amendment i i totally agree uh back uh i believe it was in 1991 uh, uh chief justice warren Berger had an opinion about the Second Amendment, rather. Give this a listen. Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court from 1969 to 1986, Charlene Hunter-Galt spoke to him last week. If I were writing the Bill of Rights now, there wouldn't be any such thing as the Second Amendment. Which says? That uh, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the defense of the state the people's rights to bear arms. This has been the subject of one of the greatest pieces of fraud, I repeat the word fraud, on the American public by special interest groups that I have ever seen in my lifetime. Now just look at those words. There are only three lines to that amendment. A well-regulated militia. If the militia, which was going to be the state army, was going to be well-regulated, why shouldn't 16 and 17 and 18 or any other age persons be regulated in the use of arms? 
the way an automobile is regulated. The news of the so that was one hundred percent accurate. The thing is, is that the these people have wrapped themselves around the Second Amendment. First off, my my take on that is is that we shall have a a uh, highly trained militia. What do you think? Uh, the, the, the in my opinion, that's what's called the police department. Uh, to some degree. Uh, now I could be wrong on that, but that's that. That doesn't. And, and and again, I'm not trying to say that we should be taking guns away from the average responsible citizen. But we need to do things. We need to expand the background checks. They need to be universal, nationwide. On okay, these backgrounds. I, got, I got a question for you here, then, John, mm -hmm. and and. and I, I agree with the theory of universal backgrounds. All this. My problem with it is we're not catching the people now. What is going to cause a change in that by having universal backgrounds? People can hide things. They always have. Now, if this person is mentally deranged, uh, how are you going to find that in a background? Unless he's been seeking professional help, you're not going to know. Well, now that's a that's a good point. If he hasn't, uh, if uh, yeah, if he hasn't seek professional help, you you do have a point with that. But that's why you don't uh, you don't uh, let somebody apply, you get a gun permit, and uh, and then let them go out and buy a gun two days later. They're, yeah, they're... well, and you need to get rid of that loophole because down here in Texas they have that the gun show. Uh, loophole, I guess, whatever they want to call it. You can walk in and buy the damn gun at the show. Yeah. Now, in, in their defense, they won't allow you to buy ammunition. Oh, gee, ain't that white of them? I, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, but that they can go. You can go out and get once you have the gun. You can get ammunition anywhere. They're at. You don't have to have a permit exactly. to buy ammunition. Well, and then let's do like let's do like Chris Rock said. I let everybody own guns. Let's put a levy on ammunition. Yeah, this is this is this is true. That's yeah. Let's face it. If every yeah, like he said, if every bullet cost uh, cost seventy five dollars, yeah, or whatever amount, yeah, you would uh, you would definitely wouldn't be uh, uh, buying a magazine full of uh, or buying a magazine that held uh, uh, forty or fifty rounds to it. So um, right. Be, so, it's the scenario where you know I'm gonna come back and kill you after I get my bullets off layaway. Yeah, <laughs> there, you, there you there you go. Look, the fact of the matter is, is what do what do we need as as citizens, as general citizens? Why in the hell do we need a gun that's capable of firing off multiple rounds? In in a matter of seconds, uh, yeah. There, there is. There's no. I mean, if you're a hunter, that I, I understand being a hunter. But how many ducks are you shooting per second? You know, I, you do not need an assault rifle. Hence the name, assault rifle. That should give you a clue right there. I mean, that's Jenga. I don't know what else you can say. Well, and that's and that's one of the things is, is it now it's it's painfully obvious that that uh, 
uh, Biden does not have any the, the majority to be able to um, uh, to get serious uh, gun legislation um, passed. There's just no way it's not going to happen. Uh, it'll it would barely no. get through the House, and um, and it has no chance in the Senate. So well, and you have to understand, John. Democrats own guns too. They just don't walk around the streets showing them off and having parades and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's where they do. They do that kind of stuff in Russia. And that's where your parades yeah. out. You were there all in Russia or North Korea or those places. Uh, and why do they do that? Why do they do that? You got to remember the line. Because they are communists. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So Biden, I think, has a couple of options. I think he's looking into it right now with as well as he is doing uh, in the polls as far as uh, the uh, the COVID is concerned. He's, he doesn't score very high marks when it comes to uh, guns or, quite frankly, what's going on in the border. That's understandable. I, there's a lot of people that are, are, are not happy about that. A lot of people are not happy with the idea that, okay, here's here's one, here's one for you. Here's a scenario for you. The one thing that I always hear from all my gun nut friends is that, you know, all it takes to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Okay. Where, where was the good guy there in Boulder? Exactly. You know that goes that goes back to the Archie Bunker thing about giving everybody a gun when they board the plane and collect them when they get off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, come on. <laughs> they. The fact of the matter is, is that that's the last thing you want in a situation. You want to talk about having armed guards in school? That's. I know that's absurd. You know. At, 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 we have in this country more issues with gun violence than we have in any other nation, civilized. I hate using that word. In, uh, yeah, industri- exactly. Industrial nation in well, the, the world. The thing is, John, is that we have more guns than we have people. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot. I, I've seen that somewhere. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Now, I personally don't own a gun, so there must be somebody out there that owns three or four to make sense exactly. for, for me not owning one. And I have said this many, many times. You do not want John Shannon owning a gun. <laughs> Nor me. No, because quite <laughs> frankly, I am just enough of a hothead that I, I admit it. I'll be the first one to admit it. If I had a gun... There'd be situations where I would use it. I, I, I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. And well, how many times did you hear me say that dumb son of a bitch should be shot? Exactly. You can't say that on Twitter. So you can say that here on this show, but you can't there say. You go. <laughs> but, but, but you got to understand. I'm just saying it as a figure of speech. Right. I don't mean that. You know, I'm going to go out and shoot this dumbass. But the fact of the matter is, is there are some people that, quite frankly, do not belong having a firearm. Period. They're lucky that they they're lucky they should have a, a water gun for crying out loud. 
<laughs> carry around sticks. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but, and listen, there are people sh smarter than me, smarter than you, that should be able to figure this out. But unfortunately, as long as you've got a group of the population who uh, are funding um, no limits on guns type uh, uh, people, as long as those people yeah. are, are in in power, it's it's got to be hard to get any type of meaningful uh, gun uh, control legislation passed. And okay, uh, now I'm going to give you a perfect example of something, John, where you're talking about the background checks and everything else. You remember my buddy Rick, Big mm -hmm. Rick, that you know. Okay, now he's he's a gun nut. He owns, but he's very responsible. That I'll give him that, and. Every time he goes to buy something along those lines, there is a Richard Beeson that has had problems. It's not not Rick, but it's somebody named Richard Beeson in the country that causes him to take a hit every time he goes to purchase a gun. So huh. what does Rick do to get around that? He has his wife purchase the weapons in her name. Woo! No, I mean, do you see how people can spin that? Oh, I, I see. that. I don't, like I said, I don't have the answer on that one. No, I don't either. And, but there got to be people out there and, and technology. Let's face it. You know, yeah. how about having, how about having, gun, because part of the problem with guns right now is the fact that guns are being stolen from perfectly good and, and decent gun owners, but unfortunately right. they they got sloppy and they left their gun in an insecure place. It got stolen. And uh, guess guess what? Now it's out on the street where it causes real damage. And, mm -hmm. yeah. why and who, ab who abides by the gun laws and, and that anyway? The people that are law-abiding citizens. Right. It's not the criminal that is going that that you're going to weed out by having you know universal background checks. You're not going to weed that person out. He's going to find a way to get a weapon regardless of what you do. Well, this is this is this is very true. And like I said, there there has to be there has to be a solution, and there has to be a solution yeah, without stepping on the stepping on the toes of people who have who have uh, are doing the right thing who are responsible gun owners i don't want to take the guns out of the hands of responsible gun owners i don't no, think neither do i never never said i wanted to but we don't need we don't need these uh these assault rifles uh out there there is no reason why an american citizen needs a goddamn assault rifle there is no yeah exactly uh, and and who was who was the the dipshit that came up with the extended uh, magazine? Yeah, you know, come on, you know we should take him out and beat him with a stick. Yeah, there you go. Well, I, I shouldn't say him; it could have been her. Who knows? Exactly. Anything anything is possible. So <laughs> yeah, I, I I but I but I tell you. Um, it's sad what's happening out there, and, and it's only going to be a matter of time. You know, let's face it, a lot of schools are still shut down. Just just wait till we have our 
our next right. mass, our next school shooting. Um, well, and the key thing is, is this, everybody, once this starts happening, people get up and on this, start squawking and squawking and squawking, and then it just fades away. Fades and then away. another one comes up. Come on. How many times does it have to happen before we get our collective heads out of our asses and do something? Well, you see, here's the here's the problem with these uh, these days. Now you we are we live in a microwave society. We want everything to happen yep. immediately, and if it doesn't happen immediately, we lose interest. Yeah, exactly. There needs to be this needs to be on the front burner. This needs to be out. It needs to be on the front burner. Period exactly. You know, let, let's face it. Every freaking day uh, over the past four years, we had uh, there wasn't a news story that didn't somehow involve Donald Trump. If you can put that much that much effort in covering a no name loser like Donald Trump, you should be able to <laughs> put a little bit of effort into covering and pushing forward the idea of having common sense gun regulations and you got to start somewhere you got to you know this let's true let, let's let's face now, it I heard a, perfect, a perfect example that i heard the other night um i hate to say it but okay it was on the bill maher show and they were saying you know the universal background checks and the assault weapons and you know okay why not start there if it doesn't work change it but let's start there and see what happens. You got to start somewhere. It has to be. It has to start somewhere. You're absolute. He's absolutely right. It. it but sitting and sitting around and doing nothing about it, uh, it makes no. It makes no sense whatsoever. No, so. I. You know, it's. It's your voice needs to be heard. Exactly. I mean, you don't need to go. You don't need to go to your state capital and storm the capital and tell them they need to get rid of gun control and all that. No, you have the right as an American citizen to have your voice heard. Exactly. Make it heard. Well, it goes back to what we what we were talking about as far as voting. Voting. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how we segued back to that point. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> elections, elections have consequences, folks, and uh, I still believe that there are more common sense people out there than there are lunatics at this point I in time. So. <laughs> I hope so. Exactly. It's funny here on Twitter just uh, earlier today before before the show. I was talking, I was uh, chatting on Twitter with a guy who actually could carry on a conversation. Now, him and I are as different as night and day as far as opinions are concerned, but he wasn't insulting to me. I wasn't insulting to him. Uh, and we actually exactly. had a conversation. We don't That's have those any. Is I don't hate you because you're a Trump follower. I don't hate you because you're Republican. I don't hate you. You're, you know, that's, that's your personal beliefs. But if we can speak one in one as human beings, that's how you get things done. Exactly. And we're talk too busy talking at each other instead of to each other. Exactly. Quite. Nobody's listening. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. 
Hey, listen, I want to. I'll bring up another point to you if we still have time, John, is that, okay, I was the first able, I turned 18 in 1976. I voted Republican in every presidential election up till Obama. I was a Republican. Now, mm-hmm. am I still a Republican? No, I wouldn't say that. However, the Republican Party that's out there today is not the Republican Party that I grew up with. It's like Coke and New Coke. Yeah. Uh, let's get rid of New Coke and go back to classic Coke. And that's what we need here. Let's get this common sense back into the Republican Party. Go back to classic Coke. Well, I, I, I actually, you know, you and I are, are, uh, are absolutely on the same page when it comes to that. I voted Republicans. I, I voted for Republicans. I voted for Republicans as uh, I, I voted for, uh, for uh, Bush over Gore. Yes, I did. I voted for him twice. Uh, as long, but I hate as long as the Republican Party is stuck up Donald Trump's ass. There's no chance yep. in hell. There is absolutely no chance in hell of me voting for another Republican. Keep that in no, mind. No, I, I, it'll be a cold day in hell, that's for sure. Exactly, exactly. Real quick, we only got about two minutes here. Now, have you been following what's going on up here as far as uh, the uh, Derek Chauvin trial getting ready to begin? Well, I, I see what's on the news. I, I don't know how you can seat a jury of anybody in Minnesota that doesn't have some uh, bias or whatever that has seen this case. How is that possible? It, it, it's impossible. It, but you could, you'd have to go to Siberia to find a uh, to find an impartial jury, somebody that hasn't actually heard uh, about what's uh, what's going on here. But correct. Here's the thing, and I, I say this—I I say this with feeling. If this trial should be a slam dunk as far as the prosecution is concerned, I don't know what the oh, for sure what they'll convict him of. God, I hope it isn't just manslaughter. But they—they—they. They, they, this should be a slam dunk because there mm-hmm. is no there is no reason whatsoever that Derek Chauvin was not I don't know what his motivation was if he was just in a moment no. of of derangement when he he just said I'm going to cuz these two had a history Derek Chauvin and yeah. George Floyd had a history together so um, but yeah but as, as as they say down here Chauvin was dumber and homemade shit yeah yeah exactly and he he deserves to he deserves to do time Quite frankly, he, he, deser- he deserves to do time in uh, in um, what they would what they would call uh, general population. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, because he's going to get killed in the general population, no matter where he goes. Well, this is uh, this is true. I I hate to say it, but this is true. And no. uh, but at this point in time, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't feel sorry for him. I, I can't feel sorry for nope. him on that one. I feel sorry for the other three guys that were involved in it, though. Yeah, well, this is true. But their complacency didn't uh, didn't help no, matters. No, it didn't help. So, didn't help. Yeah, exactly. Well, 
I think that's going to wrap it up. Hey, Bill, thanks for uh, for joining me here. Uh, hey, thanks, thanks for having me on. So we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. We'll see you next week. From the Northern Command. Yeah, I got the money. The proceeding was a live presentation of Radio TFI. Now, back to the music. <laughs>